When people are born, the first thing we do is let out a scream. Screams that come from our gut, piercing our ears as the sound waves makes it over to us. But how exactly is sound produced from the human body, and how is the volume made stronger based on our anatomy? There has oh, always been the joke of an opera singer breaking glass with their voice, but could the voice ever be strong enough to break less fragile objects or even hurt the people around us? My name is Malia Jost, and this is my reflection for genetics in the movies. Today, I'm going to be looking at the good and bad science that is found in Hollywood. Specifically, for me, I'm going to be analyzing the show The Witcher, where the audience follows murderers, witches, elves, and many other magic folk as, they, as, the, as we, the audience, follow the lives of Geralt of Rivia and Princess Cirilla as they both embark on journeys towards their united destinies. Princess Cirilla, aka Ciri, starts as this young, naive girl and slowly becomes this cutthroat survivor as her kingdom collapses and an enemy kingdom tracks her down. One of the many ways she's able to avoid her capture is by screaming, which is what we're going to be focusing on today. No one, including Ciri, understands her powers, but the damage it creates is immense. Her screams start from just rattling glasses to collapsing boulders, till finally it manages to kill multiple people, including a horse. Um, while The Witcher does take place in a world of magic and fantasy, I want to see if it would be possible if the human voice, or any sound for that matter, would actually be able to do that kind of damage that Ciri is able to do within the series. So right now I'm going to play a little clip of a couple of times when Siri does scream throughout the series. I can't do this without things. you. You must go your way. Just to review that small little clip, so that first scream that she does is in reference to her grandmother who has just told her to leave the burning down kingdom. Uh, you do hear a bit of a lion's roar, which could potentially contribute to her character as she is known as the lion's cub. Um, so that's the first uh, scream we hear, and that is when the glasses in the room start to rattle. The second group of screams that we hear is when she is trying to avoid her kidnapper, and when she screams the many times, it one, pierces his ears to the point where he has to stop writing, and it also causes a boulder, a huge, huge boulder to fall down onto the ground, which then creates a chasm between the two of them, allowing her to run away from him. So to analyze all of this, I'm going to be breaking this episode up into three different parts. So the first part is going to be looking at sound waves. What are sound waves exactly? What is sound? And then what is resonant frequencies within objects? Um, and how does that also create things breaking? Um, the next part is going to be based on the vocal production in the body. What body parts are being used when producing any kind of sound from our bodies? Um, 
And how exactly is the voice going to be made louder? Um, and to get to the certain frequency to potentially break an object. Then we're going to be in the third section, we are going to be looking at the difference between real life screams and series screams, and if it e even is possible to break a boulder. And if it isn't possible to break a boulder, then what would be a good substitute to make this scene and to make series screams actually more realistic? Um, does science back up this supernatural scream? We shall find out. So, first and foremost, part one, <laughs> what is sound? So, sound uh, is basically uh, vibrations that travel through any kind of matter, which includes the air, the ground, and water. And these vibrations are known as sound waves, and each of them carries small amounts of force. So, now picture a sound wave, or I suppose just a squiggly line. Um, so the height of a sound wave is the amplitude. When the amplitude is bigger or higher, it means that the sound is louder. The wavelength is the distance from the top of one wave to another. If I were to scream really loudly and high pitched, the sound wave would be very tall and very scrunched up together. If I were to hit a bass note, the sound wave would look more like how a kid draws ocean waves on a picture, nice and spread out and low. So that's for sound. Frequency is measured in hertz and is the rate vibrations occur at. And now every physical object has a frequency which they naturally vibrate at due to the atoms that they contain. And this is known as resonant frequency. So why is this information relevant to our princess Siri. Well, once you know the resonant frequency of an object, you can amplify its waves until it breaks or destroys the object. Uh, in the example of an opera singer, when a glass is matched with a voice that is similar to its resonant frequency, it will break. In the case of The Witcher, Siri's scream must, be, must have a powerful frequency that would cause enough vibrations to take down a whole rock. The likelihood that her scream would both match the resonant frequency of a rock and of glass in that first bit that we listened to, that's very unlikely, seeing as they are made of different materials and have vastly different thicknesses, one being less than a centimeter and the other being a couple feet thick. But is there potentially another part to Siri and her voice that we haven't thought of yet? And so now we're going to be getting into part two which focuses on the anatomy of our bodies and vocal production. Within the human body, there are many mechanisms working at once to create sound, or what we call our voices. First, there is our diaphragm and lungs, which are regulating the air pressure that makes the vocal cords vibrate. These vocal folds, which are encased by the larynx, are two thin pieces of muscle set in a V formation, which vibrate and change the, this air pressure coming from our diaphragm and lungs. It turns them into sound waves. When the folds are stretched and vibrate, and when they're vibrating, they're essentially hitting each other, it creates a higher pitch sound. And if these folds are more relaxed, it will cause a pitch in the chest register or something that is much lower, that has more of a bassiness quality to it. 
In the case of Princess Siri, she would have a ton of stretching going on in those vocal folds and tons of air pressure in her lungs with her screams in order to do any damage to a boulder. It would probably kill someone in order to do that with their voice. However, within that clip of her screaming that we listened to, we also heard a lion's roar mixed within it. Now, considering this is a world of fantasy, what if she had vocal folds of a lion? Again, it's a world of fantasy, a world of fantasy. So a lion, in comparison to many other mammals, doesn't have V-shaped vocal folds. It actually is square-shaped. In a study done in 2011, they found that the square shape of the vocal folds allowed the vocal folds to respond more easily to air passing through and extended the range of the voice with a lot less lung pressure. Lions also have much stronger vocal folds, which can withstand stretching much more than human ones can. If Siri were to have these stronger square-shaped vocal folds, it would make it more plausible for her to be able to get a much more extreme volume and pitch than the human mechanism naturally would be able to. Within the human body, there are many mechanisms working at once to create sound, or what we call our voices. First, there is our diaphragm and lungs, which are regulating the air pressure that makes the vocal cords vibrate. These vocal folds, which are encased by the larynx, are two thin pieces of muscle set in a V formation, which vibrate and change the this air pressure coming from our diaphragm and lungs, it turns them into sound waves. When the folds are stretched and vibrate, and when they're vibrating, they're essentially hitting each other, it creates a higher pitch sound. And if these folds are more relaxed, it will cause a pitch in the chest register or something that is much lower, that has more of a bassiness quality to it. In the case of Princess Siri, she would have a ton of stretching going on in those vocal folds and tons of air pressure in her lungs with her screams in order to do any damage to a boulder. It would probably kill someone in order to do that with their voice. However, within that clip of her screaming that we listened to, we also heard a lion's roar mixed within it. Now, considering this is a world of fantasy, what if she had vocal folds of a lion? Again. It's a world of fantasy, a world of fantasy. So a lion, in comparison to many other mammals, doesn't have V-shaped vocal folds. It actually is square-shaped. In a study done in 2011, they found that the square shape of the vocal folds allowed the vocal folds to respond more easily to air passing through and extended the range of the voice with a lot less lung pressure. Lions also have much stronger vocal folds, which can withstand stretching much more than human ones can. If Siri were to have these stronger square-shaped vocal folds, it would make it more plausible for her to be able to get a much more extreme volume and pitch than the human mechanism naturally would be able to. The last and final section. The answer to our question, whether or not Siri's supernatural scream could break something with a rock is very unlikely. Actually, not likely at all. 
while there have been techniques of breaking rocks using vibrations and air pressure from carbon dioxide and other substances, none of them have been used with sound. And even if Siri's voice was strong enough, it wouldn't have the contained pressure that is needed to break a rock. So did Hollywood get it wrong? Yes. Again, it's a world of fantasy. What can you expect? But if we're relating it back to real life, would she maybe be able to move a rock? In one of the last scenes that we see of Siri and of the entire season of season one, which is the only one out, December 17th could not come fast enough for season two. Um, but we see Siri scream once again, and she basically makes an entire group of people move, including a horse. So could potentially sound move people, move a rock, move objects? Well, ETH Zurich, a university in Switzerland that specializes in science and technology, performed an experiment in which they levitated, divided, and combined water droplets and levitated a wooden toothpick, moving it to multiple directions as well. And this was all using the power of sound. Experiments to levitate small animals such as ants, fish, and ladybugs have also been done in the past and have been done for over, mm, not over, almost 100 years. Uh, but back to Switzerland. So in this uh, experiment that they were doing in Switzerland, they used sound wave pressures at extremely high levels of about 160 decibels with a frequency of 24,000 hertz. And they're now experimenting with heavier objects such as steel balls, according to the Washington Post. But the human voice could never reach that frequency or that loudness if it was required to move these objects. The frequencies that these scientists are producing can't even be heard by human ears. That's how fast these sound waves are moving. Even a lion with its extra strong vocal folds couldn't produce the pressure that is needed to physically move an object. So again, could the human voice do it? Probably not. But it is a world of fantasy, and anything is truly possible in fantasy. But again, connecting it to the real world, could moving tons of people and a horse, could that be done in the present day with the technology and information we have access to? No. But if researchers continue seeking ways to move objects using sound, why couldn't it be possible? I'm sure 200 years ago, the thought of moving something with sound would seem like magic and fantasy. So I say, why not? So in conclusion, could she potentially rattle some glasses using her voice? Probably yes. Would she be able to break a boulder? Probably not. And would she be able to actually move people? Yeah. Again, it's a world of fantasy. And anything is possible in fantasy. Okay, thank you so much for listening um, to my Genetics in the Movies reflection on whether they got the science correct in Hollywood um, in the series The Witcher. And please go check out The Witcher. It's a fantastic series, and I'm totally obsessed with it and love it. Okay, have a great day. Bye.